0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of Let's Talk. I mean, Soldier Monkey Talks. <laughs> Almost been a mistake there. Uh, today is a really special episode just because I not have only one guest, but two. And we're going to see how this works. First time trying it out. Hopefully, it's fantastic. These people already seem really great. And they're by the name of Raisin Bizzle and Muff Love Milk. Milks. There we go. <laughs> Make it plural. Okay, so let's get started with, like, you guys' as gamer tags. How did, how did how did you guys come up with your guys', your guys as gamer tags?
1: Muff, why don't you take that one away? Yours is probably more complicated.
2: That's fair. So uh, when I first got introduced to uh, Xbox Online, I had to uh, create a, a username. Well, my name is Muff, and Xbox didn't like that. So I was like, man, I could really go for a waffle and some milks right now. And I was just like, you know what? After so many attempts of uh, muff not working, I just added love milks to it. And I said, all right.
0: And that's it? You have like no actual, like special characters on no numbers or anything? No, just straight muff love milks. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> what about you, Raisin Bizzle? Is it just you like raisins?
1: Yeah, so Raisin Bizzle, if you remember Super Smash Brothers Melee, When you created your character account, you could only have four characters in it. So my real name is Brian, but that's five letters. So I couldn't fit it in. So I shortened it to just Bran. And then one of our other friends started calling me Raisin Bran. And then he changed it to Raisin Bizzle. So the reason why I like keeping with that is because you can use it for everything. like pretty much any social media platform or, you know, gaming system, I can just use Raisin Bizzle and I don't have to add any, you know, X's at the end or like, you know, a birth year or something like that. So that's why I just use that for mostly everything.
0: Okay. I mean that's pretty great. Do you do you even like Raisin Brand? I, I don't,
1: know. I, I like cereal a lot. This man I like loves the, the cereals. Yeah, I, I like uh, the sweet cereals that aren't good for you, like Captain Crunch and Cinnamon Toast Crunch and things like that. Oh, so you have not, to like... not any Raisin Bran.
0: Oh, I, it's kind of funny. I actually kind of like Raisin Bran, but a lot of people look down upon it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. mean, I haven't
1: tried it in a long time, but I, I don't like raisins that much in general. But maybe the Bran would make up for it. I don't know. Oh, okay.
2: Raisin Bran is actually a really good cereal because then you add some of the raisin crunches and some raisin nut crunches bran and (laughs) it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, it really is. So (laughs) what's your favorite cereal, Muff?
2: I I love me some Fruity Pebbles. Some Fruity Pebbles.
0: I actually enjoy Mm -hmm. Apple Jacks a lot.
1: Apple Jacks <laughs> is alright, but yeah, it's not my go-to. I can't remember the last time I had Apple Jacks.
0: Oh man, yeah. I feel it. So on your guys' favorite games, uh, Raisin Brizzle just mentioned that you like Super Mario World as your favorite game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, my gaming tastes are very nostalgic. I like playing games in franchises that I'm familiar with. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog is one of my favorite franchises and that hasn't had a good game other than Sonic mania that hasn't had a good game in like, you know, 15 years or something, but I still like (laughs) playing them all when they come out. So yeah, super Mario world. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I had the regular Nintendo. Mm -hmm. um, So I'm playing like super Mario brothers three. And then I go over to the neighbor's house. They're a little older and they're playing super Mario world on the super Nintendo. And I was like blown away. I mean, the graphics just popped. It was so colorful and then they're going to, like, Star Road, and I'm seeing all the secrets and stuff. So, yeah, I probably play through Super Mario World, like, you know, do 100%, like, all 96 exits and things like that. Probably, like, once a year, I do a playthrough of that game. Uh, um, it just never gets old.
0: Yeah, I agree 100% with you. Like, this game is one of my top five favorite games, and, like, I go back to it constantly, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's, it's like, every time I play, like, I find something new, Um that, that's how it is with like most of the Mario games, like literally just two days ago, you know, the the new Super Mario All-Stars dropped on the Nintendo Switch online. So I was playing the Super Mario Brothers 3 on Super Mario All-Stars, and I saw I found a, a one up that I had never found before. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I've played through this game 100 times and I thought I knew everything. So when I found that one up, I was like, man, I'm still finding new stuff in this game. So that was cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I mean, there's certain things about this game. Like, remember when I was playing it as a kid? Like, I would just play it like, straight ahead. And I didn't know about any secrets up until I went to my neighbor's house. And then he would show me, like, how to get to that infinite, uh, like, storage. And then you had to get, like, Yoshi. And they give you, like, the feathers and the. Yeah. 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 That, that right there blew my mind. And then, like, when he would go to, like, different, like, the Star World, because I'd never been there before. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is the actual, this game's, like, Crazy, so many secrets <laughs> and everything. I, I, I don't know. It was just it's phenomenal to see a game to have secrets and just actually hide them well. Yeah, and back then, if secrets felt more special
1: because, like you said, you went to like a friend's house and you saw it. So it was like stuff was traveling by word of mouth, or you know, on the playground, or you'd go to like somebody else's house. Where now it's you know, most secrets in games are kind of like demystified because just everything's kind of exposed on the internet. Like, you're never going to see anything new. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. So that was kind of cool, you know, b- back in the day, playing games like that was a little more special, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. How about you, Muff? Did, 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 have you ever gone around to play in a, a Mario World? Actually, I have not. Uh,
2: Mario bores the shit out of me. But uh, I did play it early on when it was out on the Nintendo and at the... Uh, Pizza Hut, tabletops, uh, but yeah. Mario is just not not quite my thing, but I, I played the earlier rounds <laughs> two, three, but uh, after that it was like no, we're good.
0: Oh really? So you're not playing the recent ones either?
2: Most recent one, maybe Mario Kart. That was fun. <laughs> we used to do Mario Kart Mondays, throwing shells of bitches and shit. And that was fun, but uh, no. Mario, I'm good, Mario.
0: Okay.
1: What version of Mario were you playing at Pizza Hut? Was that like the old school where you're like hitting the crabs and stuff from underneath and then you run and like kick them over? What version was at Pizza Hut?
2: I don't know what you're talking about, crabs, but there was a tabletop version <laughs> of Mario. You just go and they had one was like the Donkey Kongs. Another one was Mario. I believe it was the original Mario like that was up on the 8-bit Nintendo. Yeah. But I remember playing that at the Pizza Hut because it's like, I don't like Pizza Hut, but they got the video game. So, yeah, I'm going to grab my quarters. I'm going to go play, have some shitty pizza, and have a good day.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like if we were to experience Mario and Arcade, would be pretty, like pretty. it would be up there, you know? Playing Mario at Arcade would be a pretty well way to play it. Is it what would you consider your favorite game to be?
2: far, Tecmo Super Bowl on the 8-bit Nintendo. That that game, to this day, I still play every month. Super Bowl? Tecmo Super Bowl.
0: I don't think I ever heard about that
2: game. So the original was Tecmo Bowl. Oh. And then Tecmo Super Bowl came out like 1990, and that had all the teams in the NFL, all the players, um, and it created like even now, uh, some of the uh, Mainstream flashbacks of Bo Jackson. You see Bo Jackson, Tech Bowl running through commercials, family guy, and people that played back then understand the reference, like, oh shit, there was Bo. He's gone. But uh QB Eagles. Yeah. QB Pills. Uh, just I mean you knew who they were in real life, but a couple of them for whatever. Reasons, licensing—they uh, want to go with it. Missed opportunity, really, because that game. Uh, it, I mean, I was more into sports games, yeah. not so much like the Mario's. But if you were into sports, when this came out, you were like, "Finally, this, this is, this is it. We're on to something now." And it was, it was great. Yeah, I mean, My brother yeah. would have his friends bring their little brothers over, and it'd be like one in the morning, pulling me out of bed to go with this little kid's ass. And I go back to
0: bed.
2: <laughs> it, it was that great of a game. It oh, still man. is.
0: I mean, I've ne- I've never heard about this game or played it. It came out in December 1991. I mean, 1991. yeah, the game looks phenomenal. I'm just looking at little like snippets of, uh, of the gameplay.
2: It's and if if you liked football but didn't understand it, you got to learn uh, like the playbooks because you got to choose from. Them. Uh, like uh, eight different plays, but you also got to see what the positions and the players actually did in their role on the team. Whereas if you're just watching on TV, you're just like, Hey, look that big guy, hit that other big guy. Look at that guy rolling with the ball. (laughs) But this, you actually got to learn about the game and see what makes a team work. Not just, oh, he's fast. Oh, he can throw the ball, but everybody lining up, doing what they have to do in their position on the field and that was a, a, a very educational and when you went out into the street and you played ball you got to convert that knowledge and you're just naturally better because you you learned
0: yeah i mean yeah i mean i feel like a lot of games now nowadays kind of transition over well to like reality you know like every guy has played like card mechanic by any chance
1: no i've seen that like there's all sorts of different simulators on the nintendo eShop, like yeah. car mechanic simulator and um no i have not i have not played any of those <laughs> okay
0: uh there's a while back I had a, I had a recording on the podcast about some some uh guests that was playing more car mechanic and he was saying how a lot of that really trans- transitions over well to like how it would work in real life I was, I was actually kind of surprised so i played it for a little bit and then, like I mean, I feel like I'm learning, you know.
1: <laughs> I can see that coming in handy. Muff, uh, Muff fixed my car, you know, before COVID hit. He came and so, uh, yeah, he probably doesn't need to play any car mechanic simulator, but maybe I could use that.
2: Yeah. Interested in seeing what this is. I ain't turned wrench in about 15 years, other than side jobs. But this, uh, this on
0: Nintendo Switch. Uh, car mechanic or what? Yeah, car mechanic. What's oh, yeah, yeah. It is on the Nintendo Switch. It's also on PC. Brian, why have you not shared this with me? <laughs>
1: man, I, I share with you, like, the, the deer hunting games and the fishing games. Those I games are amazing, them. too. I didn't think you love... be into the car stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, what would you guys' preferred console be? Are you guys PC gamers, Xbox, Xbox gamers, or PlayStation?
1: So, I mean, out of all the – I don't play PC games at all. Um, I'll give you you a little background. I was a kid, and we had a PC, and there was a game – I forget what type of game it was, if it was point-and-click adventure. It had, like, full motion video. It had Dennis Hopper, if you know the actor. It was a game called Hell. And I don't know why my parents let me buy it, but they let me buy it. But I went home, and it didn't work in the computer. And I was like, what's going on? So I went to the store. And I said, oh, I bought this game and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, you can't return it because it's open. And I was stuck with the game. But our computer, it was some, you know, old, like, Packard Bell. It wouldn't run this game. So I was I was stuck. So after that, I pretty much, like, swore off PC gaming completely. So, oh, really? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I only play console games. Um, I mean, I've got the majority of consoles, but my Xbox is barely ever played. Um, I really prefer Sony and uh, and Nintendo above all else. I, I love Nintendo
0: games. Yeah, Nintendo's amazing. What about you, Muff?
2: As far as PC goes, the only time I really dabbled in that was uh, Sims came out. I used to play the hell out of some Sims. And then you had the Nudie patch and it was like, well, hello. Then you find yourself playing Sims all night long, talking to your girlfriends about it, they're playing Sims. And then so that's that's about it though uh but
0: console
2: uh, shooter like uh Call of Duty, then I prefer the Xbox.
0: Okay. So you're not playing PlayStation with uh Raisin Bri- Raisin Brizzle right here?
2: I play PlayStation, just not on the uh, on shooters, sports, uh, or games like Fall Guys mm-hmm. or what was the one I played? Titan mean, Quest. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. I played that on PlayStation, but the control—it's mainly just about the feel of the controller. Yeah, for sure. Types. That does it for me.
0: Yeah, I like—I prefer the Xbox controller over the PlayStation.
2: For shooters, absolutely. everything else that's small hands so that xbox controller can get a
1: little slots (laughs) Uh,
0: how do you guys feel about the next generation of uh, consoles and are you guys looking to buy one
1: you know I'm not Um, I I think it is because the switch is not that old that mm-hmm. Like, like I remember when the PS4 came out, I was, like, itching to get a new console, even though there was no game that excited me at launch. Um, but I think the Switch is new enough still to where I don't have that itch, like I want to get a new system. And none of the games available at launch really stood out to where I was like, I got to get in on, like, day one for that. Um, and then with PS5s, you know, those pre-orders selling out, like, immediately, yeah. that pretty much made up my mind that... uh. You know, if I'm walking in Target one day and I happen to see one on a shelf, maybe I'll think about it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to seek out one of those new consoles right at launch.
0: Uh, okay, Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can kind of relate. I can see why it's kind of like off-putting at first, especially how like this current gen is still very like new. With All of it's still pretty usable, like no, nothing's super outdated. And like the this next generation is coming up. It's not over, overwhelmingly overwhelming womanly different. I can't even say that word right now. <laughs> it's not that different and, from this current gen. And part of it too is like I
1: got a PlayStation VR headset a year ago, and that oh, okay. almost is like its own little console because you know there's so many exclusive games you can only play in VR. And because I had bought it a few years after it had came out, you know, it's already got this big library of games. They're really cheap. I can go online and see what the best games are and that's been super fun just to go through and buy all these games for cheap and I'm playing like the best of the best where like when the Switch came out I wanted to buy it day 1. Yeah. But there wasn't a whole there wasn't a whole lot to play day 1. So I paid what like 50 bucks for one 2 Switch which is <laughs> I mean it's okay. <laughs> I had fun with it but it's not worth 50 bucks or like Bomberman Super Bomberman R. I paid 50 bucks for that oh, and it's man. like these these are like twenty dollar games, but I'm shelling out fifty bucks because the system just came out. I want to have stuff to play, yeah. so that's what another reason why I'm I'm kind of taking a a little more patient approach with uh, PS Five.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's understandable, and it's kind of the reason why I'm kind of looking forward to. I mean, I'm a huge Xbox fan, you know, and I feel like having this Xbox uh, X is really. I'm looking forward to it just because of the game library. It's already accessible, if you, especially if you have, like, Game Pass, you know, Xbox Game Pass. And then also just because, like, it's for me, it's more of a streaming thing. I feel like once I get that, I can stream a lot better and not have to rely cause on my laptop because I really don't have a PC to actually play on.
1: Yeah. So you're going to go for the, the expensive model then, the the
0: $500? Yeah, I'm going Xbox for Xbox X, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Oh, what about you, Muff? You, you you into any of the new consoles? I
2: like my money. Yeah, they, don't, <laughs> they don't. need to get any more. Oh, wow. Don't let Brian fool By the way, that, that, that VR is for
1: porn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they support it. the The only way you can do that, you got to pay. There's like some third party video app. You got to pay money for. I'm <laughs> I'm not down with that. So <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't done any of that. Oh, but you've
2: wow. looked into it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, if something pops up on Reddit, I mean, I'm gonna read what it's about, you know? I'm not saying I'm seeking it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this guy telling it how it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, you know, I got three Xboxes. Uh, one downstairs, one uh, X upstairs, and a mobile unit that uh, for when it's nice outside at night, chilling on the porch, I'll play out there, so Xbox got three is three times four or five hundred out of me already, oh my me. god, and I'm gonna ride those out until they die and
0: uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but when you said mobile pro. a mobile unit of Xbox, I to imagine xbox on wheels.
2: <laughs> well, that would be nice, but I would trip on it Oh. On yeah
0: are you guys uh it seems like you guys tend to be more of a casual players than competitive players. Is that true?
1: I mean, I, I would say, I mean, I would, I, if you want to say, like, hardcore gamer. I mean, I play a lot of games. I have mm-hmm. a lot of games. But, yeah, when I play, I usually, if I'm playing a game, I mean, I like to win. Like, if we're playing Mario Kart um, or, like, w- if we play, like, Smash Brothers or something, yeah. which we, di- we didn't play the new one that much. But most of the time, yeah, I do not play a lot of the online games, the competitive games. Um I, I think when I'm playing video games, I do tend to uh, enjoy the single player experiences more.
0: Yeah. Uh, have, have you had a chance to play God of War? Uh, are you excited for the new one?
1: Yeah. You know, I I did like the other God of War. Um, I mean, one of our friends, Darkseid, he says that's like one of the best games of all time. She um, should. which I I thought it was very good. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm I'm a big fan of the series. I'll certainly pick up the new one. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've I've enjoyed all those games.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I can like I kind of agree with you with competitive gaming. I'm more of a casual game gamer, I feel like I'm leaning towards casual more as like I'm growing older. It's like I don't know what it what it is about competitive gaming that's just starting to put uh put me off the
1: muff you're more big into the the competitive games right although you might play it with more of a just just have fun approach, but I know you play more of the online games than I do
2: oh so, uh I was young as you were saying. My competitiveness, I would compete in anything to do it, whether it was real life, video game, whatever. i, I just compete. I'd want to have fun, but I'd want to whip that ass. <laughs> and now, once you get over 40, it's just like, you know what? I'm going to go fuck around, throw some grenades, just randomly, see what happens. <laughs> but on a good night, I'm out to try to get a, like a 20 to 1 kill death ratio. So I, oh, I can't man. be competitive at times, time, depending on my mood, but most of the time I just want to go out, have some fun. If if it's a competitive game and you're doing Team Deathmatch, and then all of a sudden someone sees me over in the corner trying to jump on a rock and they just stand there watching me, and then dark Side come up from behind them and get them, that to me is far more humorous, yeah. and I'd much rather see that than just boom, boom, shoot them up all the time for the most part now it's far more casual to have a good time there's yeah. some nights it's just like no let's go we get somebody
0: yeah for sure and how you mentioned uh fall guys earlier how are you liking that game
2: Fall guys was really fun uh and if madden 21 had hadn't come out i'd probably still be playing fall guys uh, <laughs> at least four or five times a night oh, uh, but that was really fun at first uh when uh on twitch there's a lot of people when they first came out playing that yeah. and uh, that's what got us to get uh our twitch and try it out and so now we stream uh, our games where we do play uh up on the twitch too but Fall guys is it's one of those it's short it's not long drawn out too much thought it's just everybody run,
0: yeah. And
2: sure. it's just i mean it's competitive but at the same time it's silly uh, you end up screaming a lot, yelling, dark sides, laughing, cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, he, he got
1: you your victory that one
2: time, man. How can you he just liked like playing that? grab ass. He was trying to get past the guy and jump. He wasn't for me. <laughs> oh, it just worked out really well.
0: <laughs> I was just going to mention if you got any crowns.
2: Dude, I got like four.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
2: Well, not that good, but. I normally make it to the last round, Then sometimes it's just dumb luck. Sometimes you're just mean big old fruits hitting you in the face, big old balls hitting you in the face. It's just, uh, some people probably have the skill, but a lot of times it's just crap.
0: Yeah, I mean, the game is really fun, and it's really really unique. It's kind of a, a different way, a different take on Battle Royale, and especially how, like, the way I see it, it's like Wipeout. Have you seen Wipeout before? Like, oh, the TV show where they're jumping on the red balls, breaking yeah, yeah. ankles, falling in the water. Yeah, that TV show. It reminds me a lot like the, like that TV show.
2: Yeah, I can see that. And uh, one of the episode, uh, one of the rounds or two, it's like Hole in the Wall, that show. You know, oh, come yeah. out. So it's got some similar uh, games like that. And so yeah, it, it is fun. If you. Uh, if anybody listening hasn't played it, definitely try it. It's uh, you will more than likely love it, and it's free. I don't know if it's still free. it's free. Yeah, I don't, I gotta, I don't like, think it's. Free. It was
1: free in August, right? I don't think it's free anymore. Actually, yeah.
0: it was free for a PlayStation because the uh, PlayStation Play,
1: right?
2: PlayStation Plus, uh, oh, for plus the month, there we uh, go. Like one of their two games or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah even be, if it costs money now, you
0: should get it. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's too much either. I think it might be like twenty dollars. I'm not. I know on Steam it was twenty dollars or twenty five if, if you wanted an extra, like uh, those coins. Or what their coins are called in the game. Uh, so oh, the, the Kudo coins? Yeah, there we go. Uh, you did mention your Twitch early. Would you want to give a shout-out to your Twitch? Our Twitch, uh,
2: yeah, we, we just randomly jump on. So it's nothing planned or scheduled. We don't really uh, promote it on Twitter. We're on Twitter a lot for our podcasts. But okay, uh, we do jump on the Twitch a lot uh, when we have a game where we're all going to be on uh, at least two to three of us. Um, that way more people can try to get, see just regular guys having fun, uh, not trying to like get you to follow or subscribe or get money, just out there having a good time. And uh, I personally like watching the Twitch community. They support each other. It's really cool. Uh, sure. But I like watching the games that they can play if I don't have time to actually sit down and play myself or actually watch them play and get a glimpse of it, it helps me decide, man, that's a game I'd like to play, or you know what, I'm good, I don't need it, but it's still cool to watch. So yeah. Definitely what's a our great, great platform.
1: What's our Twitch month? Beat of the month, right, beat, on Twitch?
2: Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Uh, Literally everything is beat of the month for us, except Twitter. You add an S to the end.
0: That's great uh on, i just uh lost my train of thought for a second there it, it, so that would be your twi- uh your twitch your oh, uh, instagram your podcast right
2: instagram yep. anchor uh twitter is beat of the months plural facebook's beat of the month uh where i'm pretty much just about every social media we even have a tiktok I we using oh,
1: it. I didn't even know we had TikTok. What are we Oh, doing there? yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's in the works of making a great video and trying to help get us out there.
1: I
0: that. think, isn't TikTok just got banned? Am I mistaken about that?
2: There was something about
1: that, right? On Apple, it got banned?
0: I, I don't know about overall, but oh, I yeah. don't
2: know if it's official. I still get updates from Inez just pronouncing words like squirrel and stuff like that.
0: It might be. Oh, well, anyways, what do you? Get, what are some of guys who are. You two are playing uh, nowadays.
1: So right now, I'm uh, I'm playing a game called The Witness. Um, have you ever heard of that game before, Hector?
0: Uh, yeah, I haven't heard about this game. Uh, this game is kind of old, right? Or am I mistaken? It,
1: yeah, it came out about four years ago. Um okay. So it's made by the guy who made the game Braid. If you ever heard of that, Braid was a like one of the first big indie games on Xbox 360. Yeah, the side scroller, um, right? Yeah, 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 the side-scroller, like, puzzle game. So Mm -hmm. um, after he made that, he came out with this game called The Witness. Um, And this was about four years ago. Um, It was digital. I think it's still only digital. Um, And I think it's still $40, which back four years ago, a digital-only game for 40 bucks was quite expensive. Yeah, Um, for sure. But I love Braid so much, so I picked it up. But I ended up starting it, and then I moved. And the way the game works, it's not very conducive to taking a long break and then picking it back up again. Mm -hmm. So I just never went back to it. But I started playing it about a month ago. Um, I mean, it's an incredible game. It is an open world puzzle game. It's first person. So you're walking around this colorful, lush environment. And really, kind of the crux of the game is you're doing these line puzzles. So it's pretty much you come up to a, a, a grid and then you just have to guide a, a line through kind of like a maze, but it's not really a maze because it's just usually a grid. Um, but you have to do it in a certain shape in order to, to beat the puzzle. And there'll be different aspects to the puzzle that tell you how you need to solve it. And what's kind of brilliant about the game is because it's open world. And when I say open world, I mean, it's not huge, mm-hmm. um, but you can go anywhere you want to go and it's very dense. So you could come across a puzzle and it has shapes and symbols that you've never seen before. So if you try and just like attempt it over and over again, you won't get very far. But if you go somewhere else within the world, there will be like tutorial puzzles that teach you how that shape works. Oh, so man. then you can go back to the original puzzle and then you can solve it. It's almost like a Metroidvania, a little bit in where you you have to get new abilities before you can access new areas. But the new ability, you know, in a Metroid game, the, the new ability would be like, oh, I've got missiles or I've got, you know, a smart bomb or something. Yeah,
0: they're but in this heads. game,
1: yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in this game, the abilities are more like the knowledge that you gain. So if you learn how, um, you know, there's like an eight-pointed star shape that has a very specific way that you have to use it within a puzzle. So when you learn how to use that, then that opens more areas of the game to you. Um, And what's brilliant about it too is a lot of puzzle games are linear in fashion to where if you come across a difficult puzzle, you can feel kind of stuck because you can't progress any further. Where in this game, it incentivizes you to if you come across a puzzle and you get stuck, you should just travel somewhere else. You should let it go. You should go somewhere else, try a different puzzle. And because it's so open-ended, you can bounce between, you know, 20 different puzzles at a time. So you never feel kind of that fatigue that other puzzle games give me. I mean, I've been playing this game two to three hours a night, every night for the past like month, um, where most puzzle games, I I start to get mentally tired, especially at the end of a long day, to where I can only play it for, you know, an hour at a time. Um, But yeah, and and some of the, the puzzles rely on, you know, the perspective that you're looking at the environment and I mean, I've been utilizing, I take pictures of the screen. I take notes to myself. I've got a notebook and pen and I'm writing down things. Yeah. Um, some of the puzzles deal with like Tetris shapes. So I've got an actual like physical little Tetris set and I'm like mapping out how I want to do certain puzzles. Um, as I said before, the environment's very colorful Um it, it has, like, almost no narrative. It's very open-ended. Um, there's no guidance. I mean, it never tells you what to do, which I think for some people can be off-putting. But if you just kind of keep digging into the game and you get kind of into the creator's head of how he wants you to play. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible experience. I'd I'd recommend it to, if anybody likes puzzle games, I mean, I couldn't recommend it enough.
0: I mean, that's great. This game uh, actually got really good reviews. 10 10 out of 10 for IGN, 9 out of 10 for uh, Steam, and 87 on Metacritic. I mean, Metacritic's like a whatever rating, but I mean, it's pretty high uh, received. And this game, when you were talking about it, kind of... Brings back to the game that I'm playing currently. Have you heard of Outer Wilds?
1: I have heard of it, and I know it's very popular. I know almost nothing about it, though.
0: Okay, so pretty much a quick run of the game, not to spoil anything. Uh, so let's say, have you have you seen Groundhog's Day? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, so the game is pretty much like that, where, like, you have one life. You Once you die, you resurrect back to, like, you waking up on your campfire, and it's a space exploration. You're trying to figure out uh, why this is happening to you and why. Uh, and the way you do it is by you going to a, a spaceship and you explore different uh, planets. And you find out that somebody else is also stuck in a time loop that you are in. And you're trying to find these these hints and these clues. And it gets it gets very like mysterious and just trying to going from planet to planet, uncovering clues and discovering why you're in a time loop is very just like astounding. I don't know. It's. For me, like, I'm gripped and just, like, I I just can't wait to see how it ends. Yeah, that
1: sounds – is it third person?
0: Oh, it's first person.
1: Oh, first person. Yeah, that sounds similar to The Witness, kind of, yeah, where it's kind of – it just has a lot of intrigue and mystery about it that kind of keeps making you want to go back and play.
0: Have you beaten The Witness yet?
1: So, (laughs) you – The Witness, it's got 11 main sections and once you beat seven sections you can access the end game okay um so i did seven sections i went to the end game the end game it's more focused at that point so it's it's streamlined where if you get blocked by a puzzle you've got to beat that puzzle if you want to progress now i could have gone back and done some of the optional stuff yeah. but i had in my in my mindset like okay i've got the ability to beat the game i'm going to beat the game now and i should not have done that i mean the game the whole time is incentivizing you to explore and and if you're getting stuck on a puzzle to walk away but i my wife and my kid were out you know at a pumpkin patch or something and i was like all right i've got the house to myself i've got 3 hours i'm going to beat <laughs> this game and i got stuck on one puzzle for like an hour and a half and i keep looking at the clock and i'm like oh man my time i'm wasting my time <laughs> so i ended up looking online a few of the puzzle solutions and then after it, yeah after i did it i was like i should not have done that because once you look at a solution there's no going back you can't forget how you did it so i felt like the end game i kind of ruined it for myself not only by cheating on a few of the puzzles but i was just playing the game in a flow that the game doesn't really want you to play yeah so after i you know beat the game um I decided you know what I'm going to do all the optional stuff I can. I'm going to go back to where I'm not going to look anything up. Um, so I'm enjoying the game more. So I I I did technically beat the game, but there's multiple endings as well. So if you do like all the optional stuff, you can go back to the endpoint, see another ending. So that's what I'm working on right now. Oh, that's great.
0: Uh I I I have played a game before and looked up looked up ways to like have you heard have you played a uh, Hello Neighbor before? no i have not okay the first game is excruciating difficult to play and like it's it literally does not hold your hand at all like it's the things that you can do in the game does not make any sense and like that game i was stuck and like i kind of do a thing here where like i do a game of the month where like me and my friends will play a game for a month and at the end of the month we kind of we talk about it you know and that was one yeah of the, that was our where uh, we, podcast is about kind of yeah y- yeah
1: we do we do a very similar thing oh on really too yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. Uh, if you guys, if you guys would ever be down to join on one of the games I'm playing, I'd be more than happy to have you, the both of you. Or if I can join you guys, I'd be awesome as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'd love to do a collaboration yeah. type thing. I mean, I, I'll warn you, we have a hell of a time with a group of eight people <laughs> oh, deciding bad. what we are going to do. Yeah, um, but yeah, gonna... <laughs> I mean,
2: there's words being thrown, friendships on the edge. It, it's crazy.
0: For sure. I mean, it can be crazy. I feel, usually, for me, it's usually like me and my best friend, you know, and like we try to get anybody else who wants to play the game. If they want to join, they would join in. Uh, but yeah, kind of. What, 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 what are some of those games that you're playing currently, uh, Muff? Right now, uh, it's
2: all Madden uh, Twenty One. Always been a fan of Madden. My son grew up uh, playing Madden and. My kids are in their 20s now, and Madden is still something that my son and I can both play together, spend the evening together. Uh, He helps me uh, try to figure out the new parts of the game. Uh, The Madden Ultimate Team, to me, is awesome. How it used to be uh, when he was younger, I would work the auction house and make all kinds of money and then give him the money to go buy whatever cards he wants. Not, not talking real-life money, but the in-game currency. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, what was cool about it is there's so many different challenges where you have to do, like, say, three completed passes in four plays and score a touchdown. Don't get sacked. And it's like all this stuff, and everything will be going fine. And then that last play, something messes up, and all of a sudden it's like, son of a... And you have to start over uh, if you're lucky. Uh, some of them you don't start over and it's just like, well, you failed. And it's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> but it's uh it, it's very addictive, but it's it's something again that we get to play to play together and uh takes us back to like him growing up and so for that reason alone, it's good. But the actual game is really good. Uh sports
0: Yeah, that's phenomenal, right? games. I
2: mean it Madden's pretty much Madden. I mean it gets a little it's pretty. It's fun to play, but it's not going to make any drastic leaps each year. Each year, cause it's pretty much going to be there. with the mm-hmm. Madden Ultimate Team. They add these new things, and uh, most of the time, I can go a couple years uh, without getting the new Madden, and I'll still play it. Uh, but you don't. You you then miss out on the Madden Ultimate if you get the new version when it comes out. You get to play the Ultimate that
0: alone is a lot of them okay yeah i mean that's pretty phenomenal have you ever played like the madden manager uh, game where like uncertain
2: you... certain what that is
0: oh okay I, I wasn't sure if that's what that was
2: uh I, there's a there's been franchise mode for ages i spend most of my time playing that Build your stadium, design your stadium. Uh back in the old games, now they're free generated, still all the management moves, sessions, jersey sales, uh signing people, cutting people. So that aspect, the front office part is a lot of fun as far as like managing, maybe that's something similar what we are referring to in this Yeah,
0: I mean that's that's really, that's kind of what I was talking about. It's I kind of like world building games, and I feel like that kind of aspect, like making your own team and kind of doing everything on the backside, and not actually like playing the game is what I enjoy. It's it's, it's really cool to see a sports game be, be being able to do that. You know, have you guys played like anything like Roller Coaster Tycoon or Planet Coaster?
1: No, I haven't personally played anything. I mean, the only
0: like city games
1: stuff back in the day, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean the only thing I played like like I played Sim Ant. <laughs> if you ever heard of that, oh. it's like a Sim City spin-off but you're controlling an ant colony. Um I played that when I was probably like 10 years old. I mean that's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I haven't uh played any like Tropico or anything like that. Yeah, I haven't played anything like that oh, okay. in a very long time.
0: Yeah. Uh is there any games you're looking forward to playing uh that's coming out soon or any, any contenders you would have as for the game of the year?
1: Uh, you know, as far as games coming out soon, um, you know, the the Mario 3D All-Stars came out today. So, I mean, right after we're done with this podcast, I'm going to hop into Mario 64. Um, I mean, I've got all those original games still, and it's a little disappointing, kind of the lack of effort they put into these ports. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, it's just another excuse for me to go back and play Mario 64. Um. And it'll be nice to play it with a good controller because, I mean, when I played it before, it was on the N64, which (laughs) that analog stick is a bit, you know, leaves to be desired. And then I played it on the DS, which the DS didn't have an analog stick. So I remember playing, it came with this little plastic thumb nub that you would glide across the touchscreen to simulate an analog stick. (laughs) And I can't believe I beat the game like that because it seems like it's just a horrible experience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that
0: what about Mario Galaxy are you a Mario Galaxy fan or not uh,
1: Mario Galaxy was amazing um you know i prefer the more streamlined mario games to the open world i mean i love mario 64 but i really like the linear mario games and mario galaxy it's kind of big and open that it almost gives the feel of like one of the the open world mario games i guess but you know it's very linear um but yeah i i loved playing that i only played through it when it came out on the Wii, so I mean, it's been over a decade since I've touched that, so uh and same with Mario Sunshine, I've only played that when it first came out on the Gamecube, and I have not really touched it since, so I'm looking forward to uh to playing through all those games again,
0: yeah, I mean, so am I, and like i mean here's a here's a really big question. Have you beaten Mario Sunshine before?
1: So I beat Mario Sunshine as far as getting all the shines you could except for the blue coins. okay. And this is a very popular thing on the internet. People hate the blue coins. And the reason they hate it is because it's very difficult to find out where the blue coins are. Because if you enter a level, every level has different instances, depending on what specific mission you're going in the level to do. So even if you go into a level to get a blue coin, you've got to go into that level in the specific instance that that blue coin exists and it makes hunting those blue coins pretty much impossible even with a guide it makes it very difficult so that's one of the only mario games that i never beat 100 and i'm probably not going to do that now <laughs> um you know mario 64 i'm gonna go in i'm gonna get all 120 stars but mario sunshine i'm not gonna do that blue coin stuff
0: that's crazy honestly you're probably the first person i've heard that has said that they've in mario sunshine before I've not met a single person that has in that game.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it's great. I mean, it got a lot of flack when it first came out, um, I think, for a few different reasons. And it's been a while since I've played it. So I don't know. Maybe it is rough around the edges. Um, but I mean, I remember it was, I mean, the graphical leap between N64 and GameCube was incredible. So I remember running around as Mario and with his, you know, water pack. And I thought that was so much fun. And then, you know, there's certain levels, they take the water pack away, and they've got, like, this, like, weird Mario music where people are, like, doing this, like, jazz scat
0: music in the background and stuff. What are Um, those villagers called again?
1: The villagers? The, what, Piantas, I think? Those weird-looking, like, round
0: guys? (laughs) And they start doing, like, the hula hula and everything? (laughs)
1: yeah yeah (laughs) they were yeah maybe not as charming i mean you you don't see a lot of those guys making their way into other mario games so i don't know that they're so fondly remembered but (laughs) overall yeah i remember having a lot of fun with sunshine um and i yeah played it um you know to completion as much as i could except for that
0: blue coin stuff yeah are you looking forward to uh are you a zelda fan are you looking i was trying to say if you're looking forward to uh, the breath of the wild too
1: oh yeah oh man um yeah i mean if mario world's my favorite game breath of the wild would be at number two i mean i thought that game was just incredible and i mean i like all the zelda games yeah um and breath of the wild you know is way different from a lot of the other ones and uh man breath of the wild was just so cool like when you unlock a new map area and i liked exploring everything that i could and, you know, they've got those little Korok guys. There's like 900 of them to get. And I found like 600 of them without a guide. Um, just because every time I would unlock a new part of the map, I would make them like a, literally a hundred little markers of like, okay, I want to go explore this bridge. There's a little mountain hump there. I wonder if there's a Korot guy there. And I would just, I, I put like 250 hours into that game. Um, I thought it was just phenomenal. So yeah, I cannot wait for Breath of the Wild too.
0: Yeah. I mean, that game is phenomenal. And it's like, it's, It was a huge leap from any Zelda game before into what it is now. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just starting off, like when you you know you finally get the uh, you know the leaf cape or whatever the the thing that lets you float. Yeah. Um, when you leave the plateau and then you've just got anywhere to go, and like just climbing up to the top of a huge mountain, and then you're just floating down for like you know five ten minutes at a time, um, and yeah you know early on like just little grunt enemies are able to to kill you in like one shot and so you've got to build up your you know stamina and you know collect food and you know get your armor equipment and stuff like that yeah it was uh an incredible game
0: yeah what about you uh muff is there any games you're looking forward to or any games that you would consider to be game game of the year what on
2: that breath of the wild we uh had completely different experiences on that damn
0: thing. Really?
2: I must put in, yeah, I must put in about 20, 30 hours in that damn thing naked. I couldn't get no armor, <laughs> nowhere. My battles were forty-five minutes long. I'm on top of the cliff dropping these bombs, hoping that I kill something. It that game was a nightmare. It was pretty.
0: <laughs> oh man, I can't, I can't picture that. Like that game is just like little things. You can lead from one thing to another and just end up somewhere completely off with a like a whole new set of armor and everything.
2: Oh, no armor. None. Just <laughs> naked my front around, trying to throw bombs and stuff. There's a horse. Found a horse. What the hell is it supposed to do with the horse? Kill it. Catch it. I don't know. Well I was naked, couldn't get anywhere.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that game is pretty great. I mean, you just mentioned the horse. Like, have you tried taming a horse before? real life? No. No, no. In in the game. Damn
2: thing bit me. The horses got strong.
0: Yeah, they do. (laughs) That's hilarious. In the game, have you guys tamed anything wild? Like, I remember taming a bear, thinking I could make it uh, like my pet. so I can ride it uh, forever, but you can only ride it until you let go of it. It's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did the bear. There was a, a special mountain you could go to where there was, like, this mystical deer thing. It was, like, this blue glowing deer with, like, a huge set of antlers. And it was really hard to tame. And then after you tamed it, I'm pretty sure if you got off of it, it would just disappear. So it pretty much had no point other than to be something cool that you could ride around on. And, like, stuff like that is why I thought that game was so cool. Is like, it was just almost like a little, like, afterthought type of thing. Um, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many little touches to that game that were just made it perfect
0: yeah oh man uh is there any games or is there a game that you're really fond of uh growing up i mean you mentioned super Mario world and uh muff mentioned uh, what's that tech tech madness uh, uh, super super or it's tech super bowl techmo super bowl techmo super bowl there we go can't remember that name Or was there any other games you guys really enjoyed growing up? Like, I remember for me, like, every big turning point in, like, my gaming, like, history will probably be, like, when I first played Bioshock. Like, that game, that was probably the first game that the story actually captivated me and actually was sucked into, like, the game, where I felt like I was Jack and I had these powers and everything.
1: Yeah, I love Bioshock. We just talked about this on one of our earlier episodes um, where we talked about a bunch of first-person shooters that we had played And that intro, when I downloaded the demo for the Xbox 360, and this was when demos were kind of like a new, fresh thing, when, yeah, you fall into the water, Mm -hmm. and then you go down in the bathysphere, and then you're kind of, it's very mysterious, and then you're in, like, this building, and then the lights pop on, and Andrew Ryan's face is just the statues right in your face and he's got that monologue about like you know is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow yeah and yeah man that game yeah that whole franchise is yeah is a great a great game
0: have you heard about the announcement of Bioshock 4 coming out
1: uh I think just a very little bit is is that confirmed now are there any
0: details about that uh there's no detail details but uh, it seems to be confirmed and I'm assuming it's gonna come out like in two to three years
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be on board for that. Um, I mean, yeah, I like the Bioshock world so much. I don't read a lot of books. I mean, if I can choose between reading a book or playing a video game, you know, the video game's going to win like every time. But <laughs> there was a Bioshock book that came out that I actually read that it was a prequel to the first game. Um, and I, I like that quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, I'll definitely be on board for
0: four. That's great. Did, did you like Infinite at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really liked them all. Um, I know Infinite had some people that, um, you know, they thought the story was kind of weaker compared to the other ones, or maybe they didn't like, um, I forget what the name of the where you were at, but they didn't like that as much as Rapture. But
0: Columbia. that
1: game, yeah, Columbia. Um, that game series just had a way of, like, world building, and just exploring the areas was so cool. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Infinite quite a bit as well.
0: I mean, I, Infinite was, to me, was, like, it w- was a really good game to play, but the story did kind of fall off. I wasn't too into the whole time travel and, like, space and different, I don't know, uh, what's the word? Like, time rifts, I guess you can say they're called.
1: Yeah, from what I remember in that game, too, it had a big plot dump at the end. So I remember you're kind of playing along, they're kind of drip feeding you story and stuff. And then I think you get into a rowboat with some people and they kind of lay everything out for you. Yeah. Um, so if they would have spread it out a little better, maybe that would like the pacing of the game. It, it would have been a, a little bit more digestible, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I still liked it. Like the yeah, I won't spoil anything. But yeah, I thought there was some really cool things uh, at the <laughs> end that were like, oh, that's why this is the way it is. And yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, the game is great, I'm looking forward to four to see where they take it. If it's going to be back in Rapture or a different location.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind either way. You know, if they did someplace fresh, um, you know, I'd be interesting to see what they did. But I mean, if they go back to Rapture. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Which I know there was a couple DLC packs for Infinite that I believe took place in Rapture. Oh yeah. And I played the I played the first one but I did not play the second one. I, I keep meaning to go back to that.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I, I just got done playing Infinite and the DLC. It's it's pretty it's a pretty good uh DLC. It's I, I enjoyed it a lot more than Infinite to be honest, but that that's probably just because it's in Rapture. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. If you enjoyed it, yeah, I'll have to go back into it. I I hope I I can remember enough that you know the DLC will still make sense because it's been a while since I played Infinite. Yeah. Uh.
0: Well, that's I'm all out of questions. Do you guys have anything? Uh, any questions for me at all?
1: Uh, what about did did you say Muff? What what you thought kind of your early gaming experience that kind of really made you fall in love with video games was
2: probably. A very first experience with a video game. Um, you're at the Kmart, probably getting hunting gear, licenses, ammo, or something. And start wandering off, and there was this display of the Nintendo, and Duck Hunt was on it. And I, at that time, all I knew was Atari, mm. and so a game that really got me into thinking, wow. What is this whole new world beyond what the Atari games were like? Duck Hunt. And all dog laughing at you for missing. And then you shoot him. And he's all crutched up and bandaged up. You'd spend a good half hour at Kmart just playing the game. And it was amazing. I had no idea at the time because there was no internet back then. Yeah. Uh, and unless your friends had money, they weren't going to have a Nintendo back then. And so when I first seen that, that's what first opened up my eyes, like, wow, what are the possibilities here? And uh, sure enough, I mean, just now 20, 30 years later, so evolved and still going.
0: Yeah, it's going pretty strongly as well. It's just, it's come a long way, and it's going even further. It's like eSports is finally becoming a thing where it's kind of cemented itself. Some colleges even
2: have a part of their uh, – sports programs and uh, all the, uh, where where they pay for the school? Scholarships. Oh, scholarships, yeah. Yeah, eSports. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, once once the schools start getting involved, you know there's money. <laughs> and that eSports got, I mean, they're hurting right now because the pandemic and no footballs. So they're trying to force them kids out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But eSports, that might be the new thing, Uh, let's really take off. I mean, I know it's starting right now, but this COVID keeps going. At eSports, is a huge opportunity. I have all kinds of uh, different versions of gaming, uh, whether it be iPad games, actual streaming games like you see up on the Twitch. Mm Endless opportunities uh, to give a lot of people who otherwise want to go to school an opportunity to go to school and still play the games they love. So uh, that's pretty exciting for the next generation.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And it's pretty crazy to, to think about like a game you play can actually like pay your bills and actually become like kind of a career. Uh, some games are really huge in esports right now, as uh, League of Legends. It's always, it's I mean, it's kind of pushed esports to become esports but that game is still going pretty strong and its world is coming out soon if if you are into league of legends play
2: that buff uh, switch, switch the pc guy uh, uh not, not not so much the rest of us but i was looking into it and then i found out it was pc i was like oh well i can't play this but yeah. i watched it clips of it and it was like that does look like a fun game
0: uh, the game is fun, phenomenal
2: Without a gaming computer, I'm not going to. Yeah,
0: a pretty, a pretty uh, great thing about that game too is that they're announcing they're making the game for consoles. So it, hopefully, you'll be able to play it sometime.
2: Yeah, the world just opened up a little bit for us.
0: <laughs> it sure has. Well, Damien, you, you got to any...
2: play?
0: Am I gonna play League
1: of Legends? Nah, that doesn't seem like a game that I'd play. So <laughs> yeah. no, probably not.
2: We played Squidbillies on the Switch. You can play League of Legends.
1: <laughs> you mean Splatoon?
2: Splatoon, yeah. <laughs> Squidbillies, Spl- Splatoon, yeah, it's all <laughs> the same shit. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, Muff and I played a bit of Splatoon. Um, that was a lot of fun. I, I did enjoy that. I think Nintendo has a way of getting me to open up my gaming habits that I would not normally do. And I just don't think, for whatever reason, any other platform will really do that so yeah um yeah league of legends i'll probably pass on that still
0: i'm i'm almost positive if you got into it you will love the game
1: yeah i, I hear it's very popular um yeah it's surprising that it's making its way to consoles finally just because it's an old game right isn't it like it's been out for like 10 years yeah or something?
0: it came out in 2009 and yeah it's it's been it's been around it still is around they're still making an updated con- i mean i'm a, I'm a huge fan of league of legends i play the game currently you know it's, it's crazy to think about a game can last this long, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite game of all time, Soldier Mike?
0: Oh, mine Bioshock for sure, and be right under that would probably be Super Mario World. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's just like I don't. For me, it's kind of like it's that moment in a game where it really just. It's kind of like in a book. I well, I used to I used to read a lot. I still read now, but not as much. But it's it's the moment in a book or in a video game where it's like you kind of forget that you're in a room and you have a controller in front of you. But like you feel like you're around the world around in that world. And that's what really just makes makes for me like a game that I play very, very different from other games. It's like a, a recent game that I would add to my one of my favorite games is Sekiro. Like that game like was astounding and like I've never played a game like that before and like everything that game had to offer, like from one one part of the world to the next part of the world or a section is just it's very different from the last and i just fell in love with the game that game's
1: supposed to be very difficult right
0: yeah it is yes it
1: yeah is. that i don't mind hard games but like the whole like dark souls type stuff that yeah. is intimidating for me because <laughs> my time is limited so if I do not want to play a game where I can play it for an hour and not make any progress at all. So that's why some of those games, it's like, yeah, it's it seems like it'd be fun, but I don't know if it's for me.
0: I mean, when you beat the game, the amount of reward that you feel and the accomplishment, you feel like you're on top of the world for a good like hour. Just like, wow, like, I beat that game. I'm just going to relax and <laughs> bathe in my happiness for a quick like day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I could see that. So I got a question for you. Are there any kind of, maybe maybe not that old, but any games where they came out and you were hyped to play it and then you just never got around to playing it that, you know, you'd still like to to go back to one day, but it's it's been a while since they came out?
0: Oh, uh, I mean, there, there's been plenty of those games that I can probably mention, but just the, the most one I, the one that came, comes to mind is uh, Devil May Cry 5. I've been meaning to play that game for a while, but it's just, it's always... It's always a different game I'm trying to play.
1: And I saw that's getting a like a remake or something on the PS5. Oh, yeah, Are you it, planning it, to play it on one of the next-gen systems, then?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, hopefully, unless I forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another game I've been meaning to play as well, or was just planning to play, is the whole Saw games. Have you, have you seen that, that game before, Saw? Like, like based movies? on the movies? Yeah, they made a Saw game, like, back, like, I want to say, like, two, like 3 5 years ago and I don't know why but I've always wanted to play it just to see if I can like uh if I can play Jigsaw's game and survive. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: I I didn't even know they made a game based on that. I mean, I saw the first few Saw movies, but I kind of dropped off when they started pumping them out so often.
0: Okay. Oh, the game's a lot older than I thought it was. 2009, October 6th. It was when the game Oh came yeah, out. that's old. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's like this game always seemed interesting to me because, like, he's like, you want to play a game. And then you're just seeing his little tape and you're trying to escape. It's kind of like, wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There was a, I played a paranormal activity game. So I like the paranormal activity movies a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Muff, do you like those? I never talked to you about that. Do you like those movies? I know you're into ghosts and stuff.
2: I love paranormal activity. I I, I mean, the movies are are really good. That first one was phenomenal. And even the follow-up ones uh, were really good. I got the uh, DVD set, and uh, I like watching them. Uh, just the idea of it, how they create it on such a low budget and then make some great movies out of it.
1: Is there a video
2: game on it? Uh, yeah. yeah oh. so there,
1: it's for, for VR. So I, I played through it last year. There's a PlayStation VR. I'm sure it's out on PC as well. But, yeah, PlayStation VR um paranormal activity oh i forget what the subtitle is um the lost souls or something like that but it was creepy i mean like playing a horror themed video game is one thing but when you're in vr and like you're looking around and like stuff's jumping out at you i mean it it made my heart race it was intense to play
0: i mean i haven't played i haven't tried vr yet but i'm man vr is like crazy
1: I was very yeah, skeptical. <laughs> I mean, how, are you, how are you liking it's, your setup? It's great.
0: What was that again?
1: What, what were you saying, Muff? You were going to say something? I got nauseous.
2: Mitch done brought his little thing over, and I was underwater, and I was panicking. I couldn't do
1: it. Yeah, with VR, you do have to... They refer to it as like getting your VR legs. Like You need to get used to the motion sickness, and there's different types of games... That are more susceptible to making you motion sick. So, like the game that I played first was Tetris Effect because there's really it's it's not much of a VR experience really. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not moving around at all, but that's very easy on like your stomach. And then from there, I played a game called AstroBot, which you're not looking around in first person. Um, you're just control. It's like a Mario platformer but you're kind of looking from, like, behind, like, an overhead view. And, like, it does things where if you're looking around perspective-wise, like, it can help you find secrets. And then, so, yeah, building up to games where, like, um, like the Paranormal Activity game, where you are using a controller, um, or I think I had the move controllers, but you're walking around. And because you're not walking around in real life, yeah, it can make you really nauseous. So I still get nauseous. I played, um, it was a uh, a first-person shooter called Arizona Sunshine a couple months ago. And I could only play it for about half an hour at a time because it it did make me sick. Um, So even I've got to still work my way into it.
0: Oh, man. What what would you say is your favorite VR game as of yet? Uh,
1: I I mean, Tetris Effect was an incredible game. I wouldn't say... The VR doesn't have a lot to do with it. I mean, it it brings you into that experience more, but um, that was just fantastic it's made by the guy that did luminous i don't know if you ever played that puzzle game um but it's just a way of taking tetris and which i think is an okay puzzle game Mm -hmm. um and just bringing it to it just elevates it like to a completely another level um otherwise uh, astrobot is very fun um so again that's like a mario platformer but I mean, people have compared it to Mario 64 to where it's like an example of like this new medium or this new way of playing a game and just like showing you like kind of the beginning of of what can be done. Um, That was a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, yeah, VR in general, I've been having a blast with it.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. I'm looking forward to how VR progresses. I'm I'm pretty certain that's where gaming is going to head once like the technology is up there with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot you could do with it. Um, I mean, I think part of the the barrier is the price. I mean, you've already, you know, I can't speak to the PC, but with, like, PlayStation, you've already got to buy the system that's, you know, several hundred dollars, and then on top of it, the VR headset. I mean, I got mine on sale Black Friday last year for pretty cheap, but, you know, then you've got to get the special controllers that go to it, so, I mean, the cost adds up for all that. But, um, yeah, it's definitely fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I... And I would agree. Uh, have you have you heard about uh, Half-Life? Uh, I think it's Alex.
1: Yes, yes. I would love to play it, but I don't have a gaming PC. So I, I, I'm pretty much stuck until they release it for PlayStation VR, which <laughs> I have no idea if they're ever going to do that. But I've heard it's like the VR game to play. So yeah. I'd like to play it, but yeah, I won't be playing it anytime soon.
0: Okay. Well, is there anything else uh, you guys would like to say?
1: Uh, yeah. You mind if I, if I plug our, our podcast one more time,
0: All right, go ahead and plug your Twitch, yeah, so, Twitch as well.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we're beat of the month podcast. We, we do a similar format that you do. Um, you know, we pick a game or a game series every month that we'd like to play and then we all talk about it. then we also pick kind of separate from that, a theme of that month that we do as well. So like next month we're, we're all playing indie games right now. So at the end of this month, we're going to talk about what indie games we played. Um, so that's beat of the month. We're on you know, Spotify, Apple, all those things. And then on Discord and Twitch and Instagram and YouTube, um, beat of the month. And then on Twitter, where I think, Muff, you do the most of the promotion, you just add an S to the end, beat of the months. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, check us out.
0: Uh, that's great. And I would be sure to be having uh, have all that on the description as well. Uh, I guess one final question would be, how would you guys come up with that name?
1: So, the original concept was something called The Beats, which uh, our friend Melvin, like him and his friends did a long time ago, just where, I think it was during Lent, they would try and beat as many video games as they could, and they called it The Beats. So then, we we originally were just doing The Beats, and then when we decided to do it in a a podcast format, then we decided to kind of isolate it to different themes for each month, and then it became Beat of the Month.
0: Oh, okay. That's great. And I'm... I'm happy you guys are on my podcast. I'm really grateful you guys are on this. And Hey, thanks,
1: man. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us.
0: This, this was really cool. Thanks for inviting us. And you two, Brizzle, right? You got it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you two have a great day. And you guys, this podcast, ner- uh, what's the word? I can't, I'm, I'm facing out on words right now at the moment. But I hope your podcast does well and continues to grow.
1: Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: And for everybody out there, thank you much. For everybody out there, have a great day and game on.